Lost Stars. We are very excited to launch this podcast show. We were having a conversation the other night about navigating life after graduation and feeling a bit lost in that process. Now, you might be wondering what Lost Stars mean. Is this like a horoscope analysis show or are we fans of Adam Levine? But actually, we were inspired by、um, Adam Levine's song, Lost Stars, because we thought it, it encapsulated the nature of our conversation the other night very well.、Mm-hmm. So, we would love to have this podcast as a platform and a community for those in their 20s to share what they're going through, like all of their struggles, you know, going,、um, navigating this confusing, chaotic world as a 20 something year old. And we would love to handhold you through the process and just. Make you feel like you're not alone there. Right. So, to briefly introduce ourselves, I'm a recent graduate of NYU Abu Dhabi. It's a NYU, but it's located in、uh, Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. And I majored in math and Middle Eastern studies. And I also minored in economics and Arabic, although I I suck at Arabic. Marhaba <laughs> bikum, but、wow. that's everything. That's all I could say right now.、So、<laughs> Thank you. And I'm,、um, I'm feeling very lost right now、uh, as a recent graduate, not just because I am unemployed, <laughs> but I want to really know more about myself. And I, ma- I, I want to make the right decisions in this monumental stage of life. Yes, wow, I really love her. This girl has so much to talk about, and her experience is like so rich and diverse that I'm sure you would want to stick out to hear about what she has to say. Now, me, I am, my name is Jiyun. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm a rising senior at Columbia University, also in New York City.、Um, and I am currently in the gap year, so not really a senior yet. Don't ask me what I'm majoring in. <laughs> no, honestly, though, my current major is data science, but I'm considering to change my major in my senior year. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. We'll talk about existential talk about existential crisis with、yes. me because this podcast was inspired by our conversation that we were having about our existential crises. And our very first episode will be fueled by that spirit of feeling lost. Yes. So, a lot more crises to come. To come. To be explained. <laughs> yes. Now, let's talk about the conversation that we had the other night that inspired this podcast. I'd really、mm-hmm. love to recount like, what, kind of, <clears throat>、um, what, what kind of Suna、um, was, she called me and we were talking about like me being a gap year and her most importantly in being a new grad from college. And she was applying to a lot of jobs, but also feeling like there was something, something out of touch with who she really is. She was applying to these places, but kind of felt this sense of resistance in that process.、Mm. And I would love to hear why you felt that way. Yeah, so、um, honestly, after graduation, I literally did not feel like doing anything.、Um, 
Like I couldn't even start applying for jobs, even if I knew that I wanted to actually work in the industry and get more experience. Like I knew that for myself, but I just could not get up and, you know, open up my laptop and、mm-hmm. sit somewhere and do the、mm-hmm. work.、Um, <clears throat> I I think COVID nineteen also played a huge role in this because yeah, I、sure. I usually cannot work.、Uh, It, like in my room、mm-hmm. or at home, I、mm-hmm. have to go out, uh, to a cafe、oh. or to a、uh, to a library and then study there or do my work.、Mm-hmm. But I did not have that option anymore because COVID nineteen was getting worse,、mm-hmm. in Korea, uh, yeah. So and also like I think it was also post graduation depression hitting me. I've heard a lot. Uh, about f- people who formerly graduated, who graduated like earlier than me,、mm-hmm. I just heard stories and I was like, "Wow, like that's bad," but never <laughs> too never- bad for them. <laughs> never have I ever. <laughs> no, but never did I know how intense this could be.、Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be different for like different people. I'm not saying like everyone goes through this,、mm-hmm. but <clears throat> especially during this time where.、Um, You know, COVID is rampant, and、um, you can't meet up with your friends, and you can't even celebrate your graduation with your friends. And all I did was celebrating with,、uh, celebrating it with my parents.、Um, yeah, I was very sad, and、um, I think also because I was graduating off cycle, I took one gap semester、uh, previously. I also. Um, did not have any commencement like offline or online form.、Yeah. I was also taking my、uh, my courses for the last semester away from my campus,、uh, in my hometown Seoul.、Uh, yeah, I, I was not even in Abu Dhabi,、uh, where most of my uni life,、mm-hmm. uh, you know, revolved around,、mm-hmm. and yeah, just. A lot of bunch of factors, just playing in. Yeah. Yes, Iris was actually telling me about how, um, how she celebrated her graduation, and she and her parents had went to a, a hotel, you know, like a staycation party. Yeah. And they celebrated with us with a cake that read, uh, read um, happy graduation, but uh, when I was picking up the cake, and then I like. Um, and then I、um, hopped on to my dad's car, and we were heading to the hotel.、Uh, I felt like I don't know. I was like, "Is this it? You know, like is this purple cake? Everything that I have for my commencement? Like,、um, is this everything that I get、uh, after four years of college?" And I didn't even have my friends to celebrate with because. Of all the、um, like regulations and restrictions for meeting up with、mm-hmm. people, and also I was in another country, you know,、mm-hmm. from my campus. So, yeah, like I started to, like I didn't want to, but、mm-hmm. like tears just started to come out,、mm-hmm. and yeah, I was feeling very sad. But my parents were. Not sympathizing with me at all. They were actually scolding me for being ungrateful, <laughs> and how they were trying to celebrate it with me、um, mm-hmm. by going to this 
like you know going on this nice two-day vacation <laughs> um yeah so i felt like i didn't have anyone else who really understood what i was going through except for this except for my friend gurkriti who is also graduating um at the same time as me and she was all she like fully understood um how we didn't like we couldn't have the celebration that we ought to deserve like i'm not saying that we like like i'm not taking this for granted but i like to reflect on my past and my mm-hmm. my achievements so mm-hmm. far and all the experiences mm-hmm. uh but i felt like uh because not just because of covid-19 i don't know like i think we were so pressured into just looking into our future and i felt like there was no clear end to my college life which was as jian uh explained before anticlimactic yeah i I definitely hear you. I can't even imagine like what it would have what it must have been like for you to graduate during this pandemic but also off cycle. You only had another friend it seems like who had a, shared a similar experience. So mm-hmm. man, that's another thing. Like that's something on a different level to have graduated to 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 finish complete a huge step stage in your life but not have the opportunity to s- celebrate it um thoroughly and properly as it should have right so at least for my school we only have commencement after the spring semester that's why i couldn't have any like celebration either from the school yeah. or from yeah. my family yeah. so so iris right now she as um she's described she's um applying to some companies and Um actually she heard back from one of the companies that she applied to which was uh an invitation and which is also great news so like things are rolling but but still she explained to me that there is a deep sense of like unsettlingness mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's kind of like um you start something and you really really work hard for it you give everything for it but then you're wondering Oh, okay. and and you think you finish it but you're like wondering is it is it over <laughs> like is this it you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i mean i sympathize with you a lot for i've in a kind of a similar boat in that we're both not under societal structure that we've been under for the past i don't know like few decades decade and a half i guess we've both started you know growing up as koreans we've immersed ourselves in an educational system since kindergarten i guess and right. we had a structure that or a schedule to follow you know after kindergarten was elementary you know secondary college but now i'm in gap year i'm in the gap year right um which means i have no system or schedule to follow and mm-hmm. so i just um iris just graduated meaning now she has all the time in her hands but also it is on her very um it is entirely on her to determine how life will unfold from this point on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure right jian how do you how do you feel about your gap year so far you 
Uh, I think about like half of your gap year has gone by, right? Yeah, I I feel like um it's I'm extremely thankful that I made the decision mm-hmm. to the people who have advised me, who've talked me through, who who talked with me through that process of making the decision, because for me um I really didn't want to spend the last year of my college. you know, online or apart, away from my friends or worse, you know, like in, in having the most subpar academic ex- experience that I've had. Mm-hmm. Last spring was the most anticlimactic, underwhelming um, semester that I've had. And I don't right. feel like I've even learned much from that semester because grades were all in pass-fail anyways. Yeah, so, that was such a chaotic time oh for everyone, gosh. right? I When did not want COVID to repeat that out. experience again. And mm-hmm. especially in my senior year, mm-hmm. and especially paying all the tuition, you know, no re- re- reduced fee or anything. Right. So, for me, it was kind of like a no-brainer. So I was actually surprised to see how many people just decided to stick to the whole online school system, despite of how many have complained about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I'm. Pre- I'm grateful enough to be able to have a place to come back to, like home, mm. um, South Korea. Although it's not really a place that I consider home, it's still where my parents are, where my childhood memories are. And it's a safe place that I can return to whenever a pandemic or a crisis like this has broken out. So, Yeah, uh, for our episodes to... to be followed we're also going to talk about the notion of home as well which is going to be an interesting one so uh, stay tuned yes please (laughs) Please subscribe (laughs) (laughs) all the good stuff blah 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 (laughs) yeah um yeah so i was saying that for me um the gap year decision was i'm really glad that i made that decision because so far i've done a lot of things that i would have never done otherwise like Like, for instance? For instance, well, for starters, I got a surgery, which is... Right. Yeah, it's not something that I talk about very openly yet, but mm. I just had a really massive um, op- operation that was life-changing in a way. And mm. also, <clears throat> I had a chance, I had a lot of time to think about why I am the way I am and think about like the ways of life that I've been accustomed to. and. Right. where that started from and i realized that a lot of the things that i do as mm-hmm. a default was ingrained since my childhood years mm-hmm. and i can only see it more visibly now because i am back with my family and my at my parents house um and you know certain habits that i see certain thought patterns or mental structures i see that the, there are similar patterns because i've been in i've I've inherited that right from my parents but it's not your own it's not my own i've just taken that as a default because that's the reign i guess that i've lived under so Hmm. it was a time for me gap year was a time for me to um think through a lot of question a lot of things that have been unquestioned Mm -hmm. and kind of like think for myself what kind of person I want to be from now on and design my life in a way. Yes. Yes. Yes, take control. Yes, Yes, take control. (laughs) But actually, um, Iris and I were also wanted to talk a little bit about like 
what it is from the fundamental level that we find deep satisfaction or like meaning in in our career because i guess at this mm. age everything concludes to like any kind of questions or existential crises that we have inevitably leads to like the question of career choices because we're in our 20s and yeah we, we gotta <laughs> find a way to make a living i mean um i don't think here we just mean jobs as like you know corporate jobs it can also uh, involve like academic jobs as well mm-hmm. and or maybe you're doing your own gig and um, starting your own company which is so awesome or working on your uh, project or working as a freelancer whatever yes. the career path you choose um, you have to make a choice and we're interested in how we make those choices and um i guess we're also um we're also trying to like navigate what is the right choice and maybe maybe an ethical choice may be the right one maybe uh, a strategic choice may be the right one we're we're very unsure and yeah yeah so Iris, in this jobs job searching process, mm-hmm. what has been some of the guidelines for you? Um, I think how I felt uh, during my past internships and research assistantships were very, very important in trying to make my like decision about my future mm-hmm. career and. Also, I think I tried to be, um, I guess, realistic. Mm-hmm. And I tried to see, uh, I, I also try to be strategic. Mm-hmm. I try to um, see what's the best and um, quickest way to mm-hmm. enhance my career mm-hmm. and enhance my standing mm-hmm. uh, as an expert in mm-hmm. a certain industry. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, because I think um, it's also very important for me as my one of my personal goals to be financially independent from my parents. And I think that's a, a very important factor for me. And I'm, oh, I'm, I also have some like dream goals and places to work um, uh, in the future. Like for instance, I really like my time in the bay area Mm. also i would love to go to a grad school there or Mm. maybe work there in the future Mm. Uh, i love the weather i love the people so Mm -hmm. yeah just like i i don't think i can Mm. say i want just like this one thing yeah i i want x uh incorporating everything that Mm -hmm. i have in mind but Mm. i guess i'm just trying to find the answer and Mm -hmm. by um, and I realized that just sitting uh, or like just lying on my bed doing nothing but just thinking won't help me yeah. at all. So I decided to uh, take action, um, yeah. try to move away from lethargy that I was yeah. feeling. And after I went on a hike with my dad and his friend, I became more energetic, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I could actually start applying to jobs and uh, I mm-hmm. as Gian said, I got an invitation to the interview for one company, and I'll mm-hmm. be applying for more companies as well. And um, I'll 
uh, I'll make sure to update you guys on how <laughs> my first career uh, progress is out. Yeah, like I'm really curious to see what comes out of all this deep existential crises, you know. But um, before we get into the topic of like hiking and how physical activity can lead to, can sometimes be the gateway out of um, mm-hmm. like a slump, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about a bit more about like why where this deep confusion comes from. I mean, it it could be a common sense of just wanting to make a right decision, being afraid to make a mistake in our precious time. Mm -hmm. But for me, at least, I've Mm -hmm. also been through a lot of... um, Mentally, I've made like 5,000 career transitions already. (laughs) Okay, 5,000 is a lot. Maybe not that many. Yeah, watching (laughs) documentaries like The Social Dilemma and stuff. Um, and it kind of made me think that maybe the arts and academia are the most purest industries that are left out there, mm. untainted by whatever goals and manipulations of society and whatever. <laughs> it felt like you could be idealistic in academia or in the arts. You could dream of whatever and preach the, the theoretical, like the, the ideal, and still feel safe in that bubble. I just, I guess, like in this period of chaos and mm-hmm. um, uncertainty, I just really wanted to hold on to something that I knew would be there for sure and would not go away. The only things that seemed to surpass the bounds of time or race or language or culture or anything was mm-hmm. like the very fundamentals of academics and the arts. So wow. yeah, right now I'm kind of I'm kind of more leaning towards wanting to pursue a career in the arts, which is a huge deviation from data science, if you remember, and <laughs> and, and or academia, which is also a deviation from me being like a business minded person, right. because academia is known to be the very like the safe safer side of safe haven it's a safe haven definitely but i think that's so interesting because i think for my case it's flipped mm-hmm. like um until sophomore year i i thought i wanted to be a professor mm-hmm. so i was pretty sure that i wanted to go into academia and i didn't do any corporate internships until my first semester of junior year but then I realized, um, staying in New York especially, I realized that there's mm-hmm. so much more uh, than like the academia or like I've been in school setting for like over a decade mm-hmm. and how was I to know if a corporate setting was or was not mm-hmm. right for me? So yeah. I decided to get out of my comfort zone and started to um, do some internships but along the way I also did more research assistantships at um, like the, in the academia by mm-hmm. working in the lab and I guess for me both office settings and lab settings had their ups and downs some parts of it I liked some parts I didn't but I think that's the nature of a lot of jobs out there definitely like it's it, it can't be a hundred percent it's kind of like dating no oh my gosh (laughs) it's kind of like dating like you you think you like this person and you like approach him or her and then you get to know the person and the more you know 
you're like the better you like him or or you see the two faces of that person right the ups and the downs right the good and the bad right i i guess that i was being a bit idealistic in that way because you know like everyone has their <laughs> faults you, 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 right? you thought you'd find the one <laughs> yeah i guess there's this like soulmate mindset that yeah. i have which may be not true after all do you think oh. there's this one job that's waiting for me that i'll take on and be happy for the rest of my life ever after but i don't think that's true anymore so i think that's why i'm just like jabbing into the job market mm. just thinking you know like some parts i'm gonna like some parts no but i'm still gonna do it because mm. you know i i have my reasons that mm. I want to do this. Like, I think if you find mm. meaning, that's when, like, everything is fine. Like, all the annoying, <laughs> annoying people in your office mm. or some nasty tasks that you have to take on even if you don't want to. I think those are just so inevitable. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's just so, like, for me, it was just so hard to find what I really liked. But after all, I don't know, maybe maybe there's no job that's going to satisfy every single bit. Maybe it's me who I have to change. Maybe it's my mindset um, as, as a taker that I have to change. I should be a person who gives in a work environment, like who wants to contribute things. But I guess I was more... Um, focused on is this job is this job right for me or not more than can i contribute more to this i disagree field? really i disagree because you know i mean i think it's a beautiful mindset to have to always think about like in what ways you could contribute more to the firm society like how to make impact but also that's mm -hmm. kind of like molding yourself to fit in the system like to to fit yourself and rebuild yourself so that you become right. a better part of the bigger machine which i reject to take things as they are and i like to question why things are the way they are and just trying to make room for improvement if if um for for the company if not for myself and going back to the parallel between dating and job searching, I feel like there's a lot of truth to that analogy. Um, but I feel like I still don't know if it's true that there is no the one. <laughs> Being a romanticist <laughs> that I am, I want to believe that there is a perfect job, but I feel like that is in the dating realm, but for the job realm, whatever job there is it can't be just like butterflies and rainbows and sunshine you know yeah i think about this anecdote that you told me a lot about how iu who's a really popular south korean um pop artist who said that since she's gotten into the mu music industry she has never 
been able to listen to music peacefully. She right, always like has fully, to like she hasn't just, been able to fully enjoy just, just listening indulge to in listening yeah. to him because she has to like always analyze the music, see like what what about this music makes it makes it such a hit song. So I think it's the same with <clears throat> any kind of job. Like, yes, you could find a job that truly feels like you're calling, but it can't be just um, easy all the time. Like, no matter how enjoyable the work it could be, there is always a part of grunt work and like um, dull, boring work that you just have to go through. And so, so that's the first part of the answer. But the second part is that no matter like how much I felt like, you know, like interviewing people is my calling. I feel like as long as we as people just keep changing and we inevitably will change, then I think it is impossible to have just one career. Just to stick with one occupation mm -hmm. and just call it the end of the day right. slash life. Because our interests evolve, our passions, the people we interact with kind of shape what we find more compelling and the the type of people that we interact with will change all the time so i i think like you said you disagree with me but we're actually saying the same thing no i think did i did, did i did i did i i think i said i disagree with the fact that there is no one there is uh, no actually no i believe in the one but that's with the dating scene, in the dating scene. No, but I think, but you still said no matter what job we're going to have, mm. uh, there are going to be things that we don't like, right? Oh. And you said, um, you also talked about having the courage to change things, right? Yeah. Like, even if it's a social norm, um, and like, or, or a norm in that company to behave or uh, work in a certain way, we're mm. going to find our own ways, right? And... Uh, I think it resonates with uh, what I've been saying about how, like, no matter what job you have, like, mm -hmm. we really need to just think as a giver and really, like, like what can we contribute to this work mm -hmm. and to this, like, project mm -hmm. that I'm working on or we're working together. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it has okay. parallels. But um, I guess the only difference is that I... I kind of, <laughs> I'm losing trust in <laughs> the one job that's going to mm -hmm. make us happy. Uh, but you, st I think you still have that faith. But I, I feel like you're moving to, like, moving away from that faith, right? Oh, yeah. You just, you just said that, um... Our interests evolve. Yeah, our interests evolve and our careers are also going to evolve. It's like a living, organic being, right? And oh. how... <laughs> <laughs> how it's gonna like it's just gonna change and that's that's all right you know and yeah i think we were basically saying the we same were, thing no? we were saying the same thing I, I guess i get the i guess the part that kind of got me was like contributing to the phrase of like con contributing to mm -hmm. a company because that just sounds Ah, I like what you you're mean. living for the system right i i don't mean... i'm not a hippie by the way i'm not like an extreme leftist or anything but <laughs> no no no. But... i get what you mean yeah but i i meant contributing contributing as helping a business out or uh you know creating a new service yeah. that 
could benefit mountain, yeah, millions of people. Right. And I think most jobs have those qualities. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to see those because you're in in the forest and all you can see are just one one to three like two three trees around mm -hmm. you but actually you're in that forest and you're like working towards something yeah. um and i think it's so important to like really not lose that mm -hmm. that sense of mission mm -hmm. and goals mm -hmm. and yeah it's i think it's all about the meaning of work and mm -hmm. which leads to meaning of life and yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, meaning of meaning of work. To be honest, I feel like whenever we write a job application, application, you have to tell yourself, you, you kind of have to lie to yourself, you know? Because in the um, C cover letter, you write why you're, you're the perfect candidate, why you're mm -hmm. interested in this company, and in what ways you think you would mutually be a good fit. And unless it's like, Airbnb, which is a company that works towards a mission that I completely believe in, but even which, you know, during the process, I felt some existential crises. I feel like most companies that you apply for, it's extremely hard for you to um, align your purpose with the company's purpose. Right. And in the process, I feel like you kind of, in order to resist that, um, what's the word? Con my my psych professor will hate me for this but cognitive dissonance you will because it's a very like sloppy way to use this term nonetheless in order for me to have provide shelter for myself and put food on the table i have to trick myself to think that what i'm doing no matter like what's behind the scenes whatever whatever monster is in in, in the closet i'm just gonna mm. shut that down and ignore that part because right now i'm gonna focus on what i can do in this like very bubbled and sheltered environment that where i have to convince those people why i'm the perfect candidate like me being a genuinely like eco-friendly person i am why i'm a perfect candidate for this company who feeds on oil money and blood money mm. or whatever like i'm being it's a very like you know um a theoretical situation right now i'm not saying a specific company did this but mm. these are the type of ex emotional experiences and thought processes that i had to go through when trying to fit myself into a company and mm -hmm. you know persuade myself why i want to work here yeah i really agree that sometimes it's so hard for the corporate values to align with your personal values and those are one of the most frustrating moments, especially when you're, uh, you're a part of that corporation. This actually reminds me of when I met Helena Norbach-Hodge last year. I uh, met her at International Conference for Transition Study 2019. And um, she was an activist in localization and environmentalism movements. I went up to her personally and asked her that I really wanted to be like her and do meaningful work for um, the whole world. But I'm also scared and frustrated because um, it's, I know that as a, uh, as a person who's about to graduate college, it's so hard to make a livelihood uh, while doing these social impact movements and works. And she actually told me to first get a job in any company and then uh, become financially independent and when once you can sustain yourself mm -hmm. then you can move on and then um like you know do the works and do 
all the things that really promotes your personal values. And besides, I think there are so many dimensions and um, like different aspects to your values as well. It could be about people and it could be about the types of opportunities that you get. So even if um, the corporate values do not match entirely match uh, your personal values, I think it's still okay because you still get uh, a lot of opportunities out of uh, a job position that you may take or uh, you may meet so many inspiring people that really motivate you to move on and really um, pursue your goals and dreams. Um, and I, uh, in my personal opinion, I think it's nearly impossible for all of corporate values to match your personal values. And this applies to any institution that you are a part of. It could be college. It could be, um, like your friends, your, your friends and you can't agree on everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and even your family, you're part of your family, but, like I can't tell you how many how many times I have disagreements with my families and especially my parents because <laughs> we have generations. yeah we have different values we think differently but still I like we live under the same roof because I love them and I really care about them and I love spending time with them um so whether like whatever institution that you're in so I think it's totally okay if uh, these institutions don't fully reflect all your personal values so long as you stay true to yourself and you protect your own personal values. Um, yeah. Wow, that was really touching and beautiful. And there's a lot of truth that holds in what you've said. If you try to look for the perfect job, it'll take you forever. Yeah, I mean, it's there is no other person out there in the world who has the same set of values as you, mm. let alone right. a job or an institution, as you've said, that have been constructed in that way. So mm. I guess it's almost unreasonable to try to find that perfect match for you. Mm. I guess a better approach to living a fulfilling, meaningful life mm -hmm. through your work is to have a clear vision of who you want to be, what right. type of work you want to do, and what sort of impact you want to leave in this world, oh. and kind of create the, the path um, in, your or, in, in your own terms, right? Like, and depending on that final goal, you will decide what you need right now at this stage of your life mm -hmm. in order to get there. If it's whether it be the right type of network or the people you mm. need to meet to get there or the financial means and the grounds you need to build mm -hmm. in order to get there. Um, I think that specific purpose you need to fulfill right now should be what you should be looking for in a certain job. Right. Right. As opposed to like trying to um, achieve fame and money and connections and impact and like everything from the very beginning. Right. I, I guess um, from what we've discussed before, maybe the best solution uh, to our crises is 
really know ourselves and um, try to try to choose what's most important to us at this point of life Mm -hmm. what do we want to prioritize what do we really want to focus on and um, what further steps are we going to take yeah and i think it's really um a a pointing point that you made um that you've emphasized at this point of time because Every time I've decided on a set path, I told myself it's okay that I have different set of values and goals in that in in my life. Mm. So I think it's almost uh, a requirement that you 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 should expect yourself to have different goals um down the road. Mm. But for now, just know that this is who you are, and you know, like life itself is a lifelong journey to know yourself as Socrates would say. So (laughs) yeah, just, just trust the process and believe in yourself that you will, whatever you do is, um, an effort and a footstep towards getting to know yourself better and follow your heart. (laughs) Right. And, um, just to add on, I would say it's also a note to myself that it's so important to face your fears and uh, don't be afraid of getting rejected. Just if you want to apply to something, just send the application. You don't have to think it over through. Like just just write it up and then send it. I think moments of failures are exactly when we learn and grow more. As my friend Carlos put it, we need to fail more. And I think I think that's a beautiful thing. We need to really yeah. fail more and face more failures so that um, we become better human beings. Yeah, and what better time than in our 20s to fail? It is the prime time to fail. <laughs> the prime time to fail, guys. And I really hope um, all the lis- listeners out there have learned something or felt something or you know just picked up something that you could use to better yourself in 2021 (laughs) the superior year to 2020 the better sister of this decade yes it's gonna be better and just know that you're not alone out there we're also struggling here and we're here together to really push ourselves and um as long as you've joined our community, like we're gonna go through this together and learn from each other and lead a more meaningful, fulfilling life as lost stars. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll come back soon with another episode, so stay tuned. Are we all lost stars? Trying to lie. Music face. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>